Psalm 42. Um, I'm going to be here for two weeks uh, because I believe it's a subject that we need to talk about. Now, we've been in this series entitled Baggage. We're in part four of this series. We, we've talked about how to check in our baggage. Then we talked about letting go of our labels. When people label you. And then last week I talked about letting go of your scars. Today I want you to see something. Psalm 42 verse 1 says, As a deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. Look at it. My soul thirsts for God. For the living God. When shall I come and appear before you, God? My tears have been my food day and night. Some of you just can't stop crying. While they say to me, they say to me all day long, where's your God? These things I remember and I pour out my soul within me. I used to go along with the the crowd. That's what that word means. And lead them in a what? Procession to where? With the voice of joy and thanksgiving. A multitude keeping festival. I want to talk about this morning letting go of your emotional strongholds. Letting go of your emotional strongholds. Um, the book of Psalms, or each Psalm, I should say, is a book. It's filled with emotions. All right? Um, God gave us emotions for a reason. Um, you can look at a person and you can tell by their emotions sometimes what they feel. It can be deceiving, though. But what I found out after 17 years of pastoring, far too many Christians are held hostage by emotional strongholds such as anger, depression, discouragement, Frustration, inferior complexes, fear, and countless other volatile feelings. People dealing with emotional strongholds usually know it. They struggle simply to survive. 
They often live in perpetual in a perpetual state of hopelessness, worry, and despair. An emotional stronghold is not the same thing as simply having a bad day. We all have bad days. We all have bad weeks. But an emotional stronghold is an attitude or an emotion that stays with you day in and day out. You wake up every day, every day with depression, every day with anger, every day feeling discouraged, every day fearing you finna lose your job, fearing you finna, you finna, you, you finna uh, get in an accident. <laughs> I need to add that to the Urban Dictionary, finna. Amen. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing. Oftentimes, it does more than just show up from time to time. Now, everybody has a bad day. But a person with emotional strongholds. Now, I didn't say emotional trouble. I didn't say emotional baggage. I said an emotional stronghold. But let me define what a stronghold is. A, well, I already told you what a stronghold is. But what constitutes a stronghold is the word stronghold in the Hebrew or in the Greek, it means a castle. It means a fortified, something fortified, something like a vault. And what we do when we're hurt, and what we do is, if you take anger, for instance, and you put it, and it becomes a stronghold in your life, right? It means something that's protected that you become defensive of. Lord have mercy. You become defensive of your own anger. And you're wondering why you're mad all the time. Because now it's become a stronghold in your life. It's controlling your life. And watch this. It's not controlling your life because it has its own mind. It's controlling, its life, controlling your life because you have locked it in. This is how I've always been. I've always been mad and angry. Amen. I'm depressed. I'm discouraged. So a stronghold is something that we keep hidden. It's locked in to our, our, our personality because of what we go through. But check this out. A stronghold, it dictates and often even dominates your thoughts, your choices, and even your life. God never ordained you to wake up every day depressed. Come on, help me somebody. God did not ordain that you wake up every day paralyzed by fear. He didn't create you to carry anger for five, 15, or even 50 years. God promised you a new life in Christ. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and that you may have life abundantly. You have to live this abundant life. Amen. If you're not experiencing the abundant life that Christ has freely given you, it may be a result of you living with 
an emotional stronghold. How many want to be free? From the endless, fruitless task of denying and suppressing, come on somebody, your emotional strongholds. And can I tell you how we deny and suppress it? Entertainment. Pills. Drugs. Drinking. Distractions. You see, what happens to us saints, and this is not psychology, I told you, this is soteriology. This has nothing to do with the mind, this has something to do with the heart. And some of us are living with emotional strongholds that we've been carrying around our whole lives. Matter of fact, it started at daycare. Amen. Where someone, yeah, and then now here you are now, 30 years later, 40 years later, and you're still the same. You see, God wants you to release he wants you to check in that baggage, that emotional stronghold, and you can live again. But some of us don't know how to live without the emotional stronghold. So it's not normal when you have peace, Lord. You ever been there? Where like you finally got peace, but guess what? It just, it's strange to live like that. Amen? Watch this. This psalm was written God catch this right by a mystery writer. But he belonged to a family of praises. Their job, the Korah, this family was the family that would lead the procession and lead worship. You know what I found out? I found out that the devil doesn't want you to worship. Right? Now, now Israel is in Babylon not because God put them there, but because they put themselves there. And oftentimes, you and I, what we do is we blame others and we blame circumstances for why our lives have ended up the way it is. But they are in Babylon because they made a conscious choice to deny God. Right? Some say this was David. Either way it goes, I don't think it's David. I see strong emotions here. But what I see in this passage is I see a person with emotions. A person who was scared, but I found a person here who had found a solution. You with me? See, it's not okay to stay the same. Y'all. Listen, you can identify where you are, but it's not okay to stay there person who has many questions that's what I see in this psalm but I see a person who found the answer in God listen if you can't find the answer in God then you're looking in the wrong places you come to church so that you can get a word so that when you leave here you won't leave the same I hope that when you walk out these doors today that you say I'm no longer the same I've been I made it and I made it out all right a person who was emotionally wrecked, this man. He had been in exile to Babylon. He was, watch this, he was ripped away from once he, what he once knew. 
His job was to lead people in worship. Now watch this, okay? The moment you remove yourself from the church, you're in trouble. Listen to me real good. If you are a born-again believer, if you rip yourself away from the church, the church got issues, though. But stop looking at the issues and look at the Lord. You came here to be healed. Come on, somebody. You came here for freedom. Amen. You came here for deliverance. You came here, amen, to, to receive something that the world will never give you. And I stopped by to tell you, it seems to me today, we choose churches like we do buffets. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, this is the one I like. If you like it, leave. Because that ain't the one for you. <laughs> you need to find one that's going to tell you what? The truth. We don't do buffet here. We do custom here. Five star. All right. Amen. This is fine dining. Wish I had somebody. Amen. And we don't use China. We use Christ. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Amen. We don't talk about each other. What we do is we love on each other. Do I have somebody here? And guess what else we do? We open the word of God. And in the word of God is where we find freedom. Now, I'm bringing this up to lead you somewhere. Watch this. This man has been ripped away from his routine. Remember when you first got saved, how exciting it was? So imagine now, 10 years later, 20 years later, how do you feel now? <laughs> See, the one thing about the, when you're saved, it doesn't get bitter it gets better and then you move from just what your choices and your preferences are to what God really wants to deal with in your life you know what God want to deal with in your life these emotional strongholds that you've been walking around with for all your life now what I realize is that not everybody's ready for that kind of revelation not everybody's ready to see themselves as God sees them because it's scary. You with me? Here's the thing. He had a disruption from a normal life. He's now in captivity. He's living on an emotional, anybody living on an emotional? Come on, come on, y'all. You may not cry no more, but you cuss. No, okay. Maybe this side of the room. No. His emotional strongholds. His, he, I'm sorry. His emotional. So watch this. Your emotional struggles can turn into emotional strongholds. Does that make sense? Your struggles can turn into strongholds where you start saying to yourself, I ain't never going to change. I'm always going to be like this. And you got people labeling you. Come on, somebody. Again. Because they don't understand what God is trying to do in you. Watch this. His response was to his circumstance. 
that reminded him of his hurts. Lord have mercy. Until you and I, until we decide to do something about it, we always going to be the same. Till you decide, amen, to really take a hard look at your life and say, God, you know what? I'm carrying this emotional baggage and it's too heavy for me. I never forget. Y'all remember? Well, let me talk about me. I never will forget how bad I wanted to change. I was in Romans 7, man. I was like, man, the things I want to do, I ain't doing them. But I'm good at talking to everybody else. I can tell you where to find the verse, but I wasn't doing it. <laughs> I think we just talked about that, the brothers and I. You know what I mean? Like, like the things, the strongholds I had, they wouldn't leave me until I realized something. Amen. Only the Lord can carry those burdens. Only the Lord can take, take a person and change them. Only God can really, you know, bring you out of these emotional strongholds. So how do we do it? Let's look at it. I got 20 minutes. Okay. All right. Verse 1. Now, it's interesting. So what you see here where it says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, you see that? So my pants for what? For who? For you, O oh God. Notice how he said it. For you, O oh God. What do you, what do you see there? A cry. A man who's desperate, right? You can see the emotions. Some of you have been there before. You got tired of crying. You got tired of cussing. You got tired of drinking. You got tired of this. And the only thing you had left was to call on God. See, emotional strongholds will deter you. I want to help somebody with something. Your overconsumption with you is where the problem is. Lord have mercy. Some of us are fractured. Our feelings are fractured. So rather than operating on facts, we operate on emotions. And your emotions will play tricks on you. And the enemy knows that the exact emotion that you have in your stronghold list in that castle you got going on, watch this. That's the very thing he uses. It's about you. It's all about you. It's you, 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 you. Here's the thing. You have to look outwardly to see something. Watch this. You already know what's wrong with you. I already know what's wrong with me. But watch this, though. If you're going to let go of your emotional stronghold, I believe the first thing you have to do is this. First thing is this. Now, there's a key here. Key word. What's the key word? Thank you. Thank you. Can you imagine what, what, this, what this is called in the Hebrew language when he says as a deer 
pants. Listen, I don't know how many of you actually sit around and look at a deer panting for water. I don't know if you know what that really means. What it's called is called Hebrew parallelism. And in this parallelism, what you find is, watch this, watch this now. It's a longing for something. Watch this. The word there, to pant, means to long for something, but, but the brook is like a channel. God is the only channel that you'll ever find that will bring satisfaction to your soul. No man can do it. No woman can do it. No job can do it. Nothing will do it. Your status in life will not do it. Your soul has to have a longing. It's a word picture. It's a word picture that, watch this, that we have to get. He compares himself to a desperate animal searching for relief. Anybody need relief this morning? Anybody here needs some relief from that emotional stuff that gets you every morning you get up, every evening just the smell or the, or the picture of something causes you to go right back. They call it post-traumatic stress, but that ain't what it is. You see, it's the emotional baggage. Watch this. Emotional baggage will do just that. It will have you longing for something, longing for relief, but your only relief will be found. Watch this. What if the deer, you think the deer was going after food? No, what did he say? What does he say the deer is going after? The what? No, the brook. Oh, don't get it. You don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. The deer understands that I got to get to the the channel. I got to get to the place where it never stops so that your healing doesn't, watch this, it's not just for today, but it continues what? For the rest of your life because you're willing to face your emotional strongholds as the deer pants for the what? Right? For the what? Water brook. The brook is what I'm going to focus on. The channel. Oftentimes we think we can find comfort in people. The psalmist realized that his distance from God because he was in exile. Watch this. His, listen, imagine that he couldn't go to church. He's in, he's in captivity. And he's saying to himself, man, Lord, I'm longing for you. But even though there's a distance between you and I, God, it should never stop me from pursuing an active relationship with you. He knows the only way to get better is to stay, watch this, not stay bitter, but to get better is to keep pursuing, keep searching, keep pursuing God. God is the answer, y'all. Look at verse 2. He says, my, my, my what? My soul thirst for who? But then he adds something to it. What did he add to it? Living God. Can I ask you something? Who is the God that you imagine in your mind? 
Is he a living God? Does he hold the world in his hands? Does he scoop out every valley? Come on, somebody. Does he throw up all the stars in the sky? Did he put the wet in water? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Did he put the bark in the dog? Did he create you? Come on, I'm talking about the living God. I'm not talking about a dead God. God's not dead. As the atheists may believe, we serve a God that sustains this universe, that sustains your life. You think God ain't a psychologist? You think he's not a surgeon? Do you not know that he's the wheel in the middle of the wheel? Do you not know that he's a way maker? Do you not know that he's a bondage breaker? Do you not know that he's a deliverer? I'm talking about the living God. I don't know who you're chasing after, but I'm chasing after. Come on and help me somebody. A living God. A God that sees. A God that hears. A God that understands. So when I don't have nobody to talk to, I can call him. I can talk to him. I can pour my heart out to him. So, so not only do we start by actively, by actively pursuing him, but the next thing is we seek. You know, you know John 1.1? 1, 1? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You know why? You know why John wrote that? John's audience was both Greek and Jews. The, 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 watch this. The pagans believed that their gods were not personal. They believed that they had no right to talk back to their God or receive a message from their God. I wish I had somebody. Watch this. In other words, they believe in, I serve my God but I have no right to talk to my God, an impersonal God. In other words, they, they had in their mindset that if I serve an idol, which is my God, then I give all my devotion to it, but I should not expect nothing back. That's why when he wrote John 1.1, 1, 1, he was trying to tell them in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God and the word is God watch this watch this now and therefore because the word that's why I'm preaching the word I ain't preaching what I think I'm preaching the word watch this what I'm preaching now is God <laughs> what I'm giving you right now is God's mind God's heart what God wants you to know about him today he wants to know today do you want a personal relationship with me Anybody want a personal relation? Okay, okay. You're like, well, how does this help my emotions? You know, I'm still leaving here mad. Listen. <laughs> you know why you need a personal relationship with him? Because he sees the condition of your soul. And here's the beautiful thing. When you leave church... Quit doing devotions, quit serving, quit worshiping, quit fellowshipping, quit maturing. 
the soul gets thirsty. So it drinks the poison of your emotional strongholds and that's why your, emotion, your emotions are always up and down. The psalmist had not been in a corporate worship setting for a long time. It would have been 70 years. And so his soul is feeding on his no, you got to say it. The poison of his emotion. The soul gets thirsty. The text says he's pursuing. Listen, you know what, you know what happened to him? He woke up one Sunday and said, I'm going back to church, man. Listen, this is enough is enough. Enough is enough. I can't do this no more. Listen, I done tried it. I done did it. I done went it. I done broke it. I done lived it. I done did this, that, this, that. And I woke up worse than when I went to bed. There's nothing that you will ever pursue in life like a relationship with God, Jesus Christ. Listen, no more casual see you on Sunday relationship. Come on, somebody. Watch this. He says he is a, he is a living God. Is that how you treat a living God? Think about this. I'm talking about a living God. A God that sees, a God that hears, and a God that understands. So if I'm seeking a personal relationship with him, then that means, guess what? I got to show up in the relationship. See? Watch this. Watch this. Watch the text. The text says, look what he says next. He says, look what he says. He says, oh, man. Verse 2, he says, ah, my soul is thirsting for God. He was spiritually dehydrated. Dehydration set in. He was having cramps for God. <laughs> Y'all, and you know what comes after dehydration? Kidney. So there's no filter. Come on, help me somebody. So the poison of the emotions is just overpowering your body and your mind and your soul. And you're trying to figure out why do I act like this? Watch this. Watch this. Help me, Lord. Watch what he says. Look what he says. He says, when shall I come? And what? His longing was not just for God. But he wanted to be in the presence of God. In his service. Listen. When I came to God, when I came to Jesus, man, I had so much guilt and so much stuff from life. Okay, you know, when you did wrong, it's crazy. When you get saved, you start remembering all the wrong stuff you did. No, just me. It's like every day you wake up like, man, because now your eyes are open to what you used to do. See, but, but people don't tell you this. See, folk don't tell you this. It's not for you to beat yourself up. It's for you to be grateful that you're saved and you can recognize it. It's not for condemnation. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, not, it's not for that reason. You see what I'm saying? Because the truth be told, we're all sinners. 
saved by grace. But watch this though, watch this. He says, Lord, when can I come? So, so if I were to say the next thing you gotta do, watch this. Stay in what? Remember, he was exiled from God for years. And you have ever fallen from God? Let me see all the people who have ever fallen from God. Didn't feel good, did it? But let me help you with something. Can I help you with something? You never lost the relationship. You just broke fellowship. <laughs> Once you're born again, you're born again. All right? So, so look, we all have children. Some of us have children, right? And you have obedient children. And you have <laughs> disobedient children. You have children that listen and you have children that don't listen. You have children that, you know, kind and loving and then you have children that just mean. But it's still your children. Am I right? Am I right or am I wrong? And you still love them, right? Even though they get on your ever-loving nerves. Am I right or am I wrong? Do you still love them? Now, you know if they call you and they're in a situation, you forget all about what they done did. So what's the difference with God? When you say, God, I want a relationship with you again. God, I, I, I messed up. I, I, I've been out here doing my own thing. And I want to return to you, God. You think daddy is not going to come and scoop down and grab you and hug you up and love on you? You think, see, this is why the church has to represent him that way. No matter how many tattoos you done went out there and got, piercings everywhere. Places we won't mention. They shouldn't be piercing that type of stuff. Didn't even know you could put a piss in there. See, those are just markings of the world. You just showed where you've been. But God takes you back, right back where you are. Puts you right back in the place. Puts you right back in the position of child. Because he loves you. And it's a reminder of where you've been and how he rescued you. You understand what I'm saying? Did I give the point? Yeah. Stay in fellowship. Satan may have ripped you away physically. Satan may have ripped you away spiritually. Watch this. You're here in body, but exiled spiritually. Lord have mercy. Come on. You hear me? There's some people who come to church every Sunday, they're still in exile. They're in exile spiritually. They're here in body, but spiritually they're locked up. 
That's why they just go through the motions. That's why, watch this, when it comes down to fellowship, watch this, watch this now, watch this now. They don't want it. Shoot, I got two minutes. Oh, man, y'all done messed me up today. All right, sermon's over. Verse three. Let's go to verse three. Let me cut through the chase here. Watch the text. My tears have become what? Have been my what? Anybody been there? You didn't eat for days. Still didn't lose no weight, but you still... the carbs baby it's the carbs your tears got too much sugar in it that's what it is listen listen you ain't lost a pound yet it's an ounce he said my tears have been my what? Food. When? Okay. This is overeating on another level. So let me give you the point so we can go home. That's why you cry. That's why you're afraid to try. Because if your nutrition is the poison of the emotions that you carry around, how can you get better? What does food, we went from water food and he said the source of my food is my tears now listen when you lose someone in life and you can't get over it it's because you weren't expecting it or you had an unrealistic expectation about this life okay watch where I'm going with this okay because we live and then we die we don't know when we're going to die. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I find it very interesting, right? That we don't know. Listen, I may see you today, and you may go to bed tonight and not wake up, and it would be devastating to all of us. But if you really think about it, we live every day with death right, be, right beside us. And watch this. And life is too short for you to waste it. Feeding your emotions, feeding on fear, feeding on doubt, feeding on disappointment. Come on, y'all. It's too short because tomorrow what you leave behind, come on, y'all. What you leave behind will tell the real story of your life. Go fund me, pay. Is that how we're going to end our lives? 
we got to go on and get some GoFundMe accounts. Some of us, we're doing that spiritually right now. Yeah, we're trying to raise money to get out of our situation. Watch this, our spiritual situation. But God said, you got to face that thing and stop feeding on that stuff. Listen, it means even with his longing for God, he has a struggle. Because of the strong emotion had overpowered him and had him in a spiritual emotional wreck. Let me go on. 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 My tears are my food all day and night. While they, now this is why I'm going to get you right here. While they say what? To me, what? When? How long? How long? Here's the picture. They're in Babylon. They're actively pursuing a relationship with God. Watch this now. They, they, watch this. They're in fellowship with God the best way they know how because God has sent the prophets in there. Watch this now. And all day long, rather than hearing good news, all they hear, why are you going to church? You think the church is going to save you? You think you're better than everybody? Why you got to bring that God talk out here while we hanging out? Why you act so self-righteously? See, that's the talk. That's the talk. All day long, they say what? And guess what? You talking all this God talk, but you ain't even got a car. You ain't got no bank account. You ain't got nothing, but you keep talking about God. I wish I had somebody. I wish I, I'm trying to help somebody with something here. Watch this. Watch this. Just because you're pursuing God, watch this now. It doesn't mean, guess what, that you, your life is going to be 100% all happy and great all the time. You're going to go through some struggles. You with me? But don't let people label you by making you think that just because you are following God that there's a certain way you got to be. Last thing is not the last thing. The next thing. Stop believing the lies from those who hurt you. That's why. That's why you got the emotional baggage. Because here's here's what you're doing. See, Babylon was a place where a place of tears, a place of trouble. The tears came from the people who wanted to destroy you. The people that wanted to kill you. The people that wanted to steal everything from you. Watch this. That God, but watch this. But God is going to bless you. Let not your heart be troubled. But I want to show you something here in the text. Really, seriously. Watch this. It says, he says here, he says here, while they say to me all day long, Watch what they say now. Where's your God? Well, well, let's answer the question. Y'all ready? Uh, Psalm 145 and 18 says, the Lord is near to all who call on him. That's where my God is. Psalm 34 and 1 says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. That's what my Bible says. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. 
He will never leave you nor forsake you. So the next time somebody asks you, where's your God? You tell them, open this book and you will see him. You'll see him very clearly. Don't worry about what you see now because God is not through with me yet. You got to stay around long enough to find out what will happen to me. Do I have somebody? All right. Watch this. Watch this. And I'm going to sit down for real. This time for real now. For real, for real. For real, for real. Verse 4. These things I remember. What things does he remember? His thirsting for God. His panting for God. His tears. His enemies. It's a mixture of emotions. He says, watch this, and I pour my, listen, this is what you do with your emotional mess. Watch this. You what? You, he says, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go where? Along with the what? Throngs. This is, this is the multitude. And lead them in a what? Procession to what? With the what? With the voice of joy. When was the last time you had joy? See, here's the one thing the devil can't take from you. Your memory. You can either remember the good stuff, you could feed on that, or you could feed, remember the bad stuff. He says, I'm remembering all this stuff, but the one thing I'm going to do, <laughs> come on somebody, I'm going to remember the voice of joy. Thanksgiving. Multitude. Festival. In other words, stop letting people hinder your spiritual service, your growth, and your praise. Stop letting people do that to you. He said, I used to go. Your purpose is tied into your praise. Your praise. What did he have before? That he remembered? A voice of joy. Come on, somebody. Listen, Thanksgiving. Festival. Coming into worship. And I want to say to somebody here today, you may have forgotten what it felt like to just worship him. You may have forgotten because you're so weighed down in your soul, so heavy in your soul. Watch this where you can't remember the last time you lifted your hands and you said, God, oh, how I love you, Lord. Oh, in spite of what it looks like right now, Lord, I thank you because you have brought me a mighty long way. Let me give you a revelation. <laughs> it's because of your purpose and your praise. The devil has tried to take you out. The devil has tried to get you to feed only on your emotions and not on the word of God. I thank God today that I'm ready to let go of my emotional strongholds. Give God a praise today. Give God a thanks today. Tell him thank you, Lord. I'm going to have joy. I'm going to have praise. I'm going to worship. I'm going to say thank you. I know all may not be good, but all will be well. Thank you. 
for bringing me through. Thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, when a smoke detector goes off, the first reaction is fear and shock because you assume there's a fire. This makes sense because what the alarm, what the alarm is made for is to notify you that there's a fire. I wish I had somebody. The problem is when there's no fire, Amen. It was only a bad connection to the wire. The alarm made a loud noise signaling a fire when there was no fire. It would not have been wise if you would have called 911 because you heard a noise. I wish I had somebody. Determining truth is just like that. You got to make sure there's not a broken wire that you're panicking in your life about because your emotions has you thinking one thing but in reality it's something else I stopped by to tell you you gotta know the difference between a stronghold and what's real God wants to deliver you God wants to set you free today do you want to be free this morning do you want to let go of some things this morning? Then you ought to give it to the Lord. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.